Hello, this is Katie Sloan. And I'm Dina DiCastro. Welcome to Let's Get Real Astrology, making the connection between astrology and real life. We aim to bridge the gap between astrological theory and how to use the wisdom of the planets in our daily lives. We'll share personal stories that bring concepts down to earth. We'll provide you with strategies for working with challenging astrological energies. And we will always focus upon how to use astrology to empower rather than to predict. If you want to understand how astrology can be used to make your life better, listen in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We are excited to start kind of a new series for us. We decided to do a series on the shadow side of the signs. And since when this recording comes out, we will already be in Taurus. Um, we're going to talk about Taurus's shadow today. And I just want to say, like, Taurus's, um, all the Tauruses that I know are really lovely people. Dina has a Taurus moon. I have a daughter who is a Taurus. I know lots of uh, longtime friends who either have Taurus moon or are Taurus people as well. And they are, um, you know, longstanding people who I love, but they do have a shadow just like everyone else. And so, as we said before, we're not here to cut down a sign, but we are here to bring the shadow into the light. And so that is what we're going to do today, right? Yeah. And that's a great thing to point out that, you know, also beyond thinking about it in terms of Tauruses as individuals, although we will talk about some of that stuff, we're also talking about Taurus as an archetype and when when things are moving through Taurus in the sky, for example, we have the transiting nodes and the transiting north node is in Taurus right now. We have eclipses happening in Taurus right now. Um, then the shadow of that sign can be seen in the collective playing mm-hmm. out. So we're going to look at that aspect of it as well. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I was thinking about um, Taurus's shadow right? And I wrote down some words, some things that, that you'll always hear about Taurus is, oh, they're lazy and they're self-indulgent and they're stubborn and they're obstinate. And, um, and then, and they, they give you the silent treatment or the cold shoulder when they're mad at you and they avoid talking about their problems. And some of that, um, I have to say I've had firsthand experience with for sure. (laughs) What do you think, Dina? You're not, you're not going to know, not from you. (laughs) Not from me. Since they avoid talking about their problems, maybe you won't want to talk about it. Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Um, yeah, no, I, I can recognize actually myself in all of those things. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the powerful thing about owning your own shadow is, you know, the truth will set you free, right? I mean, it that's the truth of where I can be in my most unfortunate moments, <laughs> my most human moments. Uh, with a Taurus moon, it, it's like, definitely, I resonate with, 
I just kind of close up and don't want to deal with stuff. And um, especially with, with the moon, the moon is about our emotional nature. And so I can get easily overstimulated and overwhelmed because Taurus likes things to be simple and, you know, to experience a sense of groundedness and calm. That's, that's my goal with, you know, my Taurus moon. Like, I just want to be chilled, right? I'm not so chill, you know, in other parts of my chart. And life is not chill most of the time. So <laughs> I, get, I get, yeah. So I have to make an effort not to get really, um, I can like close down into myself sometimes. I just want to completely withdraw and become silent, um, which is hard for the people that you're in relationship with, right? The, the silent treatment is true. Absolutely. That is my number one go-to defensive mechanism um, for, you know, for protecting myself. It's like, oh, I'm just going to not say anything. I'm going to disappear. <laughs> and then it's like, there's no getting in here, you know? Um so yeah, I identify with that. I identify with the laziness thing. You know, I will just own that uh, I like to move at a slower pace. Now that's not to say like, I, I know I can work hard and that I can get a lot done and that I can accomplish things. But what I've come to accept is that I move, I do move at a slower pace uh, than most people. And I like it that way. And I don't like to pile a lot of things on myself work-wise or project-wise because I have to leave room for that Taurus moon. But sometimes when it goes into the shadow, it's like, oh, I don't feel like doing that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I just don't, I just don't feel like it takes over to the extent that it becomes hard to get things done mm -hmm. and it's hard to move things forward. So it can keep me stuck um, in procrastination mode too, you know? So yeah, I, I recognize all that shadow stuff. Um, absolutely. It's in myself. funny because I was thinking, like, um, looking back on my life with my daughter, <laughs> there was so many, I'm, I'm so like, let's talk everything out. Let's talk about stuff, you know, let's, let's mm -hmm. get it out there and like sort through it, especially feelings. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm always sharing my feelings. And I think that's a way, you know, to create intimacy for me too with people mm -hmm. is to just share. And, and I remember Jordan, <laughs> I remember Jordan would get mad at me about something and then she would go in her room and shut herself in there for a few days. Uh, <laughs> and I would be like at the door, like, let me in. We have to talk about this. Let's talk about it. Let's. And that, just got more of the silent treatment that just made it way worse, you know, cause it's like, it was, we were so opposite in that way. And then I would be like yeah. couple, you know, the end of the day, knock on the door and be like, do you want to go to Dairy Queen? And then the door would crack open and off we'd go solving our problems with a ice cream cone. <laughs> so mm -hmm. that was, um, one way that, that uh, I can get back with my Taurus person. Well, food solves everything with yeah. a Taurus. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Food will make everything better. 
Uh, when in doubt, make chocolate chip cookies. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do. I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's what, so I get through it. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a real thing. It, it's not that, you know, Taurus, it's not just about food, but it's about comfort. You know, it's about what soothes and comforts us um, with the Taurus energy. And so can we be get, can we become too comfortable? Yeah. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes, we can. Yes. Can we get over attached to comfort? Yes, we uh-huh. can. That is also a Taurus shadow. Well, right? and security, right? So like it's hard to get a Taurus to move out of something that's actually not very good for them. Mm-hmm. Because if it offers the security, it's hard to let that go. Right? Yes. Yeah, we were talking about this. So um I'll tell the listeners that Katie was just here in Portland and we got to have a visit, which was great. And it was so good to see each other. And uh, we went for a walk. We were talking about Taurus, <laughs> not Taurus people, but just this Taurus energy. Um, but yeah, that was one of the things we were talking about, how it's hard for Taurus types to leave situations, even if they aren't healthy, like relationships that are potentially toxic or just you know, not really high vibe and mm-hmm. even it be, if there's comfort, if there's a level of like, well, it's pretty easy and I don't really have to grow very much and like they don't really challenge me, but you know, we like hanging out in our pajamas on Saturday mornings. Like yeah, <laughs> the hanging out in our pajamas on Saturday mornings part can really overshadow uh-huh. <laughs> the stuff, the stuff that should actually be changed. Yeah. And that's what's hard. You know, I've definitely stayed in relationships too long uh, in my life, you know, where it's been like you had to get a crowbar to get me out of there because it was comfy on some level or I was just so afraid of the change. And I think that's another challenge for Taurus and and where it becomes shadow Taurus is like um, the averse reaction to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Scorpio is all about change, right? Scorpio is the opposite sign. And that's where the, the polarity really shows up with you and your daughter too. It's like you represent mixing it up, you know, and change and like challenge and like, let's go toward the thing that we're afraid of. That's a Scorpio kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Taurus is very challenge averse sometimes yeah, and change averse and wants to keep things stable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I have a friend who's a Taurus, um, and she had a very alcoholic husband. He, it was, it was a, you know, it's a known fact. It's not like she doesn't even talk about it. it. But I remember one time she was like, you know what? And she wasn't like defending it or anything. She just said it sort of matter of fact in a conversation we were having. She was like, you know, I know he's an alcoholic, but I'm never going to leave him. And I was thinking, it's like, it was funny to me because I think like, (laughs) oh my God, you got to get in there. And like, you know, there needs to be an intervention. And like, in order for you to to stay with, with him, like that all has to change. And like, well, that would have to change for me as a Scorpio. Like things would constantly have to be changing. But for Mm -hmm. her, she's just like, yeah, I've got my wine at night. I sit and watch my shows under my fuzzy blanket and 
he drinks until he passes out and it's fine. I'm not, you know, it's not bothering me. <laughs> but I'm like incensed by it, you know, because I'm like, <laughs> ugh. It's hard yeah. for me to it's hard for me to relate to that in some ways. But we've talked about that before. Just like it's hard for me to relate to relaxation or, you know, um being like being lazy. Like today I was working out and then as I was working out, I was like looking down the hallway and I was like, oh my God, I gotta paint those walls. And I was like, I'm so lazy. Like how to, but here I am working out and like working 10 different, you know, jobs. And I'm thinking that I've got to paint the walls and, you know, holy shit. So I have my own problems. Okay. That's just nuts. (laughs) (laughs) We're not talking about Scorpio shadow Right. right now, but that is, um, but yeah, I mean, Taurus goes the other way in its shadow form, right? Ideally, you want to balance. I mean, we could say, and we're going to say this probably several times throughout these shadow episodes, like there are an abundance of things that Taurus brings that are gifts, that are, you know, the good stuff, we're, but we're going to focus on like, where where does it get wrong? <laughs> where does it go yeah. wrong? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, Taurus definitely can be like, I will not get up and exercise because I just, you know, I am so comfortable on this couch right now. Like that's the epitome in of my it. jammies, in my jammies with my wine mm-hmm. and my cats. And there, mm-hmm. there is nothing wrong with tourist time in balance, you know, with everything else in life. Right. Um, yep. sometimes we absolutely need that dose of Taurus medicine. And I need more doses of it than the <laughs> average person because I'm a Taurus moon. I, I'm aware of that as well. But then the challenge becomes, okay, so when is it time to, you know, get my ass in gear on whatever project mm-hmm. I'm avoiding? Um, so there's that. I mean, I think that whole... Um, thing, you know, the attachment to pleasure and comfort comes from the Venus rulership or is associated with the Venus rulership. Venus is, we often think of Venus as the planet of relationship and romance, but it's also about pleasure. Uh, in this case, like the, the pleasures of the senses. And so Taurus can be very attached to the pleasures of the body, right? Mm-hmm. Eating, re- sleeping, <laughs> resting, yeah, uh, you know, overindulging those things is when the shadow emerges. Yeah, I noticed my daughter, she's always been really good at that. Like, not necessarily the eating part, but the, but the <laughs> resting, the sleeping. Like, and I remember always being like, come on, come on, let's go do this thing. And then she would just move at a snail's pace and be in the <laughs> bathroom like putting on her makeup and doing all her stuff and like and it would just take forever I would just be like and I noticed that even when I was there visiting that they are good like when it's when she's not at work it's like a great time to Mm -hmm. cat out she is you know she's really a Taurus son you know it's funny I don't operate in any of those ways really because I've got so much other shit mm-hmm. going on in my chart that makes me highly wired and anxious. Uh, but 
that, you know, I could really see how um, that attachment to comfort, though, is for me, it's more about I want things the way Mm -hmm. I want them. And, you know, if I go somewhere, I get a little panicky sometimes if I am not going to have all my physical needs met, like, am I going to be able to get home so I can get to bed on time? Yeah. Am I going to be able to, you know, get the food that I want and the drink that I want? And, you know, I get a little like panicky. Shit, Dina, I'm it. like that and I and don't that's... even have any Taurus in my chart. <laughs> <laughs> that's just Maybe being neurotic. No. <laughs> just okay. Yeah, there's that. That's being a control freak. It's the Virgo is what stuff. it is. <laughs> I think it is that too, honestly. Yeah. yeah. But I think for me, it's it's almost like a, a survival uh-huh. thing. Like my survival instincts kick in and I think like I'm going to die if I, if I don't have the food that I need and the, you know, the ability to get water and the ability to get home when I'm yeah. tired. Um, I get really uh, out of whack uh-huh. emotionally about it. And I think I have a low tolerance for that, you know. Um, being put out of my comfort zone physically. Yeah. Right. So that's a shadow stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, we can see where in the collective, some of these energies are showing up, I think. And we, we talked about the transiting nodes in episode 21. Um, and North node is in Taurus, which means that's the energy we're supposed to be moving towards. So if you want to revisit that and hear a lot of the good, good vibey stuff about Taurus, you can go back and listen to episode 21. Um, but also the eclipses are happening in Taurus and Scorpio. Um, they started in the fall of 2021 and they go all the way through to the fall of 2023 as the final one of this, this pattern. So the next eclipse that's coming up after this podcast airs is in Taurus. It's a solar eclipse in Taurus on April 30th, um, which means the sun and moon are conjunct in Taurus. So how I think, you know, are things we can be looking at for the collective is these very things that we're talking about can be more prevalent. You know, we might notice them more in the lives of people around us in our own lives Primarily the attachment to comfort, uh, the staying stuck in old patterns because we're too afraid to change, the uh, resistance to change, um, the kind of just slow moving to your detriment, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) moving way too slow. (laughs) Um, And there is something about Taurus, too, that there is a stubborn or fixed quality. It is a fixed sign in terms of the modalities. So there's a stubbornness or an inability to move and see another person's point of view. Um, that can definitely be coming up right now. Like people get very entrenched in their beliefs and their ideas about the way things should be mm-hmm. according to them. And I do think that's one of the the shadow tourist things that's coming to the surface right now. I, I know it's come up in my I was life. I say, oh, I have a great example of that. That just happened today. Oh, great. Okay. And I was really, I was like. Awesome. I'll let you be the judge of it. Okay. So I have a couple Airbnbs, one that I manage for a friend and, and um, 
the one thing I noticed when I'm I have them in a in a historical neighborhood. And there's one street in this neighborhood that the people are very conservative, very stuck in their point of view, very, you know, non-moving. And I went to a lot of like neighborhood meetings about short-term rentals and stuff and and you could tell <clears throat> the the group of people that were uptight about holding on to um, the way things have always been, holding on to assets, not wanting to change, seeing the world as like, this is the way things are and this is the way they should be, you know, sort of thing. So I know, um, I know that group well, but the thing is, is that, you know, in this day and age, um, not all of us receive pensions and silver spoons and it's hard work. And sometimes we've had to, you know, evolve and grow. And as the world changes, you know, um, some, some things that, that we might not like also change and we just have to find ways to, um, take care of ourselves and also, you know, roll with the changes, I guess. So I get this phone call and, uh, from this woman, a couple days ago and she she called herself Mrs. I can't remember, but she she referred to herself as this is Mrs. Smith. And I am a neighbor of the Airbnb and I need to talk to you. And I already knew what she was calling about. I knew she doesn't like that we have a porch light on the Airbnb and she wants it turned off, right? She says that it shines in her bedroom okay. window at night and that she can't sleep. So I Knowing that, knowing what she was calling about, I, I got another light and I already had plans to put it in there. But I was a little bit annoyed mm-hmm. because I was like, have you ever heard of like blackout curtains? Like we kind of have to have a porch light to make things safe and so people can see. But right. right? So anyway, we get on the phone. To, I didn't want to call her back. She called me during a Virgo moon and I was like being nitpicky and bitchy. And I was like, (laughs) fuck her, you know, like old bitch. I don't know that I didn't mean it. But anyway, (laughs) she. so so I waited for Libra moon where I could be more diplomatic. And I I called her back today and she was she said, I have a list of things that I want to talk to you about. And let me get it. Okay. So the first thing is that light that's on the patio. And I've called the city and blah, 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 blah. And and she's going on and on and on. And I said, can I stop you right there, please? And um, <laughs> I knew what you were calling about. And I've gone ahead and ordered a light. We'll get that up next week. And I'm sorry about that. She said, well, all the neighbors are really happy that I'm talking to you about this because none of us like it. And I was like, okay. Okay. And then she said, hmm. um, she said, well, we used to have a long-term renter in there and things have just, you know, just changed in the neighborhood. And, and I said, yes, change is hard, isn't it? We'll go ahead and get that finished <laughs> for you right away. And so anyway, I hung up the phone and I was like, I was like, ah, damn, the thing is, is that I feel like there is a, it felt very Taurusy to me, only in that I felt like there was this stubbornness 
about not accepting, because I know that what the neighbors are mad about, I know this for a fact, is that they're mad because there is a short-term rental there. Because it it yes. could possibly upset the balance of their lives. And because mm-hmm. they feel like it also could could cause their asset to, you know, like what they're holding on to for their security mm-hmm. is being um, compromised maybe, right? Or threatened or right. something, even though nothing has ever happened. And that I'm over there once a week checking to make sure that things are cohesive and stay nice. And, you know, I do think that actually having the short-term rental is um, a great thing for the neighborhood, honestly. And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. but I I was thinking that fixed, like she was very stuck in that viewpoint that even looking up and seeing that light I'm sure what happens is she looks at it and it's not a neighbor with a porch light on. It's the Airbnb, you know? And right. Yeah. Anyway, it made me think about, it made me think about earth signs really in general and how stuck they can, you know, be, I guess. Yes. Yeah. And it's that attachment to security and, but the unwillingness to, shift in any increment you know on your position um it sounds like shoot there wasn't really any talking to her no and i felt like like when you when you call someone and you say i've already called the city and this is the laws it's like we're we're already coming to this place where you are right and i said well i don't need to call the city i'm just gonna go ahead and change the light out i'm sorry that it's annoying to you you know Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but I really didn't feel like there was, I thought that I feel like this is the start of something where there is no Mm. compromise, where it's all about that I'm Mm -hmm. going to have to make the changes because this is the way things are supposed to work. And this is the way things always have been. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's, it's the attachment to the way things have Mm -hmm. always been, you know, and that is definitely Taurus shadow as well. Cause what has always been makes us feel secure. We're used to it. Right. We're used to things being a certain way. Um, so that's where shadow Taurus can get a little like tantrumy. Like I'm going to throw a tantrum if things aren't the way exactly as I like them Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the way they have always been but that's not life like life moves life changes you know and so um one point that i wanted to bring up is that each sign is a reaction to the excesses of the previous sign and i want to come back around to this and talking to taurus aries but Thinking of Taurus Gemini and where we'll go next with Gemini, what is Gemini about but communication, talking and listening? Uh, it's a sign of movement. You know, it's a move, it's a mutable sign. It's a sign of flow and change and curiosity, which implies that Taurus is not. Uh-huh. <laughs> Taurus is not. Taurus is, is 
at its worst, Taurus is very stuck in its own viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, yeah, I mean, I can see even in contrasting it to the next sign, if we go with that theory that each sign is a reaction to the excesses of the previous sign, then that really elucidates it even further. Cause there was, you know, what I kept hearing in your story is like, there was really no room for you to say much, you know, she wasn't going to listen. She didn't want to hear what you had to say. There wasn't a dialogue because she came with things already predetermined. Exactly. And I think that I have such a hard time with that. And so there was a part of me that was, mm-hmm. tr- I was so um, ready to like, it was such an Aries thing for me because I was so ready to come in like angry. You know, I I felt mm-hmm. as though even in the message that she left that I was going to be dealing with somebody who wasn't um, up for a conversation. You know, mm-hmm. and that yeah. that makes me it triggers me a little bit. I think generally generationally sometimes, you know, um, mm-hmm. that I f- I feel like I'm always up. I I guess I was matching her energy, you know, in the conversation, and so yeah. it was like I would definitely meet her where she was at, and where she was at was kind of being a bitch, you know. <laughs> and so I felt <laughs> like okay. Yeah, uh, you know, you could you could have talked to me in a whole different way. You didn't have to call the city first. You could have just given me a call. Yeah. You know? And so right. it it right. actually because of the rigidity and the sort of like even the part where she was calling herself Mrs. Smith or whatever, I was like, that is so fucking old-fashioned. <laughs> you know, like it's like a it's like a weird I don't I don't know. I don't, I just don't hear people talk like that anymore. You know, it seems like sort of a fifties thing, right? Yeah. There's a big difference between somebody giving you their first name and somebody right? giving I you I already the, felt like so-and-so. a little kid and I was like, I'm probably 20 <laughs> years younger than you, you know, like, I don't know, but I, and I'm, yeah. and I'm an old lady at this point, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I don't want to go off uh, on a tangent, but I was thinking there's there was a lot of things laden in that. And yeah, and I think mm-hmm. that when I think when you are in that shadow, you know, like I felt like that woman was in the shadow of Taurus a bit. And I think when you're yeah. meeting somebody in that place of your shadow, you're going to get mirrored back. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Unless somebody is just like really, really fantastic at um, compassionate and kind in a in a moment, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Is that true? I mean, do you get oh, what it's I'm true. saying? And like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, how you handled it was great. You know, I love how you handle things. Um, this, this happened in the last episode, I think, where you were telling the road yeah. rage story. And it was very similar the way that you handled it, which was, uh, well, you just basically validated like, yes, this is scary. Yes. Change mm-hmm. is hard. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, yep. Not going to argue with you, which is kind of a good strategy to take both in an Aries situation and in a Taurus situation. Mm-hmm. It's 
like, okay, let's just validate reality. Yep. And yet this is still going to happen. Like you didn't give any ground. So you actually met that Taurus with Taurus. Mm -hmm. You didn't give any ground. You know, (laughs) you dug in too, but you just did it in a really diplomatic way. Thanks to the moon and Libra today. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> Pay attention to where that moon is when you That's make right. Yes. icky phone calls. Yeah. Yes. I also yeah. want to be a better person. I also want to, like, I also want to say, you know, in both those situations with the road rage and this woman, the answer is, just like you said, the answer is, or, or actually the problem is not what's being stated. The problem is what is underlying, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And the problem is a little bit of fear in both situations, you know? Right. So it's my job as a Scorpio to bring that shit up so that you you can deal with it, like it or not. Well, here's where, yes, I mean, and here's where I think you know, you can see how the polarity has the the medicine for the shadow. Um, we talked about this with the Aries shadow that, you know, Libra medicine is what's mm-hmm. needed, right? And diplomacy and seeing both sides of things. And, you know, that's the Libra antidote to the excesses of Aries or to the toxic Aries. And here we have Taurus and Scorpio are opposite signs. And Scorpio is about calling out the mm-hmm. fear. It's about just looking at it head on and saying, hey, or even just saying there's something underneath the surface here that's not being talked about because Taurus is like silent Bob or whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Taurus is <laughs> Taurus is about silence on the real mm-hmm. thing that's underneath it all that would shake up the apple mm-hmm. cart. Right, that would bring the confrontation to a boil because she wasn't. If we're we're taking the situation as she's kind of like archetypal Taurus, she was not really causing a confrontation. She just wanted to drop a, you know, like a, a how it is bomb, telling you here it is, here's the things, and we don't like it. And, and it's not only me. And bye. It's all the neighbors hate you too. Like okay. Oh, I, you know, I hate it. Hate it when it's people just me do and that. You here, lady. I don't know. They can tell me yeah. too if they'd like. Yeah. But I think that you know that's right. a bad technique. It's not. That's not okay. Right. No. True. And so, I mean, you as the Scorpio in the situation were like, "Well, here's what's really going on underneath the surface. You're mm-hmm. afraid, uh, and obviously, and but you didn't have to say it." in words like that, but you did say like, yeah, change is, yeah. is hard <laughs> because that was what was really underneath yeah. the whole thing. What do you think it takes to get, I mean, if you, you were saying like, if a Taurus is stuck in a situation or a habit mm-hmm. or, you know, laziness or, you know, all those yeah. things, like, what do you think it takes to to bust out of that oh usually it takes being uncomfortable uh-huh <laughs> um it, you know it is that truism that i mean 
humans just in general will stay in any situation as long as we're comfortable. Yeah. But when it becomes so uncomfortable, we can't ignore it anymore, then we make a change. Um, I don't know. Like there isn't a way to force a Taurus out of a situation, even if you think it's unhealthy for them, uh, until they decide. They have to come to it on their own. They have to become uncomfortable mm -hmm. in order to change. And that takes a while sometimes. Sometimes like severely uncomfortable though, right? I mean, yeah. I yeah. can think of a friend of mine yeah. who had Crohn's and was like really, really sick, really sick. Mm -hmm. And then she went and <laughs> I mean, she even had to have a surgery, right? And then she went to a doctor and she's mm -hmm. like, what do I, you know, I'm getting it's coming back and they're like, well, you've got to make these decisions about your health. You know, you have to do this and this and this. And she was like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. So what's the other option? You know, I think mm -hmm. eventually she did. She, she did. It must've gotten too scary in the end, but yeah. I, I was even thinking, wow, shit. If it was me, that'd be a wake up call. And I would be like, okay, I'll do it. But it was, it was about giving up the things that she loved. And that's not easy. Mm -hmm. You know, it, the comforts and stuff. It's not easy. I, I agree with that. Um. <laughs> ah, I think it just takes longer to get there. It's like the frog, you know, that terrible example of like the frog boiling in the pan mm -hmm. of water. You know, you can go a long time in something and not realize how bad it is because there, if there are too many, uh, good trade-offs, you know, it's about balancing, like, what are the, what are the comfy things that you're getting out of it versus the bad things? I mean, I, yeah, I was thinking about a relationship I was in, in my twenties and how, you know, there was a lot of good stuff and a lot of comfortable stuff and there, there was not a lot of growth <laughs> at mm -hmm. all. You know, it was just kind of, we were static for a long time. And, um, I think what it finally took, and he was an alcoholic too, <laughs> uh, coincidentally. <laughs> um, so yeah, it took, it took a few times of blackout drunk on the floor, mm -hmm. you know, of being so uncomfortable with that and going, okay, maybe it's time to go. Like after about the 12th yeah. time. You know, so it takes, I think as I'm older now, it wouldn't take that long, but in your youth, especially it takes a while, but maybe also <laughs> to learn as like a tourist watching that you, there was some sense that, that even the security, what the, that you were getting from that relationship actually wasn't mm -hmm. real. Right. Because if you. No, it, it maybe because the reality is that if somebody's blacking out all the time, eventually you could lose your security, right? That's right. That's right. I I think that Taurus, you know, if I'm just thinking about it in terms of my Taurus moon and what that shadow is, Taurus is willing to ignore mm -hmm. a lot and put it underneath the surface and shove it down into the unconscious in order to avoid. Uh, what's really mm -hmm. happening or what really could happen. Taurus isn't thinking about the uh, eventualities down the road. You know, Taurus is a very present moment sign. It's about, am I getting my immediate needs met right now? 
Yes. Okay. Check mark. How do I keep the peace? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. And how do I keep this? How do I keep this situation going that's meeting my basic Mm -hmm. needs? Right. For fear, I mean, underneath it all is fear. For fear that if I change anything, that I'm not going to get my physical Mm -hmm. needs met, you know, somehow. Um, you know, and like there's the the real truth that I mean, when I left that relationship and when I left my first marriage, it was uh, physically uncomfortable <laughs> for a long time. You know, I didn't have a lot of money. I was living in a crappy place. The rats. Um, the rats. <laughs> yeah, call back to the rats. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh huh. So, but isn't that interesting? That perhaps if I had woken up a little sooner in both those situations, I could have avoided needing to act in such an emergency fashion when it went south that I maybe could have avoided the rat Mm -hmm. scenario. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? With a little planning. Yeah. (laughs) With a little planning and a little thinking forward, uh, maybe that all could have been avoided. So it's ultimately Taurus shadow can end up creating its own worst mm-hmm. fears. Yes. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's a, you know, it's good to know if you have any Taurus in your chart that one of your challenges will always be recognizing what you're really afraid of and not letting that fear drive mm-hmm. you. To sell yourself short in life by staying small and comfortable and um, avoiding change. Mm -hmm. You know, I think embracing change is one of my, one of my biggest challenges. Yeah. For sure. But geez, when you think about it, I mean, if you can just like reflect back on your life and think the major changes that you've made have been for like have caused you to grow so much and become, I mean, like you and Brad have like a very nice relationship where, you know, like what, you know, if you think about like what you might've missed out on had you not made those changes, you know, I think, I wonder if that could be a psychological driving force to like look backwards and see the places where you've, changed and grown for a Taurus, you know? Mm-hmm. That, I think that's a really good one. I, I like that a lot. That idea of, I mean, cause we've all had to change. We've all had to go through times of change and crisis. And I think it's good for Taurus types to remember the times that they have done it successfully so that they can kind of like lean into the muscle memory mm-hmm. of that and go, yeah, I can do that. You know, I can and I will survive because I survived yep. before. Right. It's almost it really is a very primal survival mm-hmm. fear that comes up with Taurus. I think those early signs, you know, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, and Cancer, there's some primal stuff, you know, that's that's at play there. And I think Taurus has a primal fear of not getting its basic physical needs met somehow. Yeah. And that can really drive you, you know, to the extremes, to the shadow stuff. I wonder if there's something about, you know, cause like 
Taurus and the second house are about value and worth, right? In the second house, we mm-hmm. we talk about this a lot, how it is like, what are the things that you do, the places that you get stuck, like what does that cost you, you know? It's like weighing the value versus yeah. the cost on things is what I think about lots with right. second house stuff. And also um, self, self-worth, you know, and self-esteem. Mm-hmm. I, right. Yeah. I don't know, just to add in that little mix, but. Yeah, I think, I think that it's funny because we haven't really talked about money or finances at all because Taurus rules the second house of finances, you know, and that is also the house of self-esteem and self-worth um, and kind of the evolutionary astrology way of looking at it. And yeah, we can literally quote sell ourselves short mm-hmm. when we stay too attached to just having enough, like just enough. <laughs> um, we don't open up to the bigger possibilities. Like sometimes you have to take a risk and bet on yourself in order to have more abundance in your life. Yes. And I think that's the piece that I see in the, in the Tauruses that I know that I've always wondered, like, did they sell themselves short? And that's none of my fucking Mm -hmm. business, honestly. But I think, I think Mm -hmm. that because I also see so much potential in those Tauruses that I know, like that they're so, um, thoughtful and kind and hardworking and like, you know, just have so many great qualities. So to see them sometimes settle in situations where they're not honoring that makes me like sad. So I, I'm always like, be better, you know, but that's just, (laughs) that's just me trying to evolve shit all the time. (laughs) Anyway. That's a Scorpio. Go for the gold. Yeah. Trying to, <laughs> try, I love that. Trying to evolve shit all the time. Yep. Transmute it with uh-huh. your touch. Um, yep. I I agree. I mean, I've had the same experience of seeing Taurus types in my life that I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's a mirror for me, for sure, because I've definitely been accused of that, too, of like settling for too little and selling myself short Mm -hmm. and taking the scraps and you know that's that's definitely been some demons that I have faced um yeah because it's you know it's that thing of not wanting to upset the apple cart by asking Mm -hmm. for more Mm -hmm. right it's like oh I've got this good deal let's say it's like (laughs) it's like this it's like having a steady paycheck of $30,000 a year versus taking a big risk to be a freelancer and maybe making more or maybe making the same or less, but having more things that you value, like having more flexibility and more free time. Um, I think that's why I, I mean, what I just laid out there was my personal position. Mm -hmm. You know, I, had the steady paycheck when I was a teacher, I gave that up to do this full time. That was really scary. Um, And 
it gave me though, I had to finally weigh out like, okay, what do I really value? You know, like you're saying, I value not just money. In fact, money is lower on the totem pole of things that I value. I value time. I value flexibility. I value freedom. And so when I talk to myself through all of that, you know, I value getting to do something I'm really passionate about. Like then the cost benefits Mm -hmm. analysis worked out for me, but I stayed stuck in that old job for a little too long because I was like just so, you know, afraid of letting go of the steady paycheck. And that all ties in with the value and work. I mean, you know, the second house stuff, I feel like that's Taurus's work, right? is to mm-hmm. sort of overcome that and and um, be the strong person that they really truly are. I think that's, you know, when I mm. saw my friend with the alcoholic husband, I was always like, God, she's so capable of taking care of herself. She made good money. She was like so funny. And so, you know, just all those things. And And I was like, you know, you should you can't judge people's relationships but i was also like why doesn't she value herself more and like go for somebody who's really with her you know who's like not just mm-hmm. sleeping their way through life with alcohol um right but her response to it was also kind of funny to me <laughs> <laughs> well it is funny to me too because i recognize you know that Taurus has a like acceptance uh-huh. of things. It's like, oh well, what are yeah. you gonna do? You know, uh, it's that easygoing trait that we so like about yeah. Taurus. They're just so willing to say, oh, whatevs. Mm-hmm. You know, that is totally their. <laughs> so my husband's an yeah. alcoholic. Yeah, whatevs. Whatevs. And sometimes we need more of that, and sometimes we need a lot less yeah. of that. Like, right right now is not the time in the world to be like, whatevs, yeah. to be very right. honest. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot to, to be scorpionic about versus about at the moment. What do you think eclipses bring up? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so I think that eclipses, you know, they're always happening in pairs, in the polarities of science, and they go through that polarity. In this case, it's the Taurus-Scorpio polarity for usually about two years. I think they bring things to the surface. The The new moon or the, the uh, solar eclipses kind of bring forward what's in the shadows about that sign, and they'll bring forward more of what is been, you know, the shadow or toxic element of that sign to the surface. And the full moon or lunar eclipses you know, go more to bringing balance between the two signs and the polarity and what we need to do to bring those into balance. So we have this next one in Taurus, uh, April 30th. And so I think that we're, especially the two weeks before and the two weeks after that time, you really see a lot of examples of, of Taurus shadow mm-hmm. coming up. And it's the, the point is to be aware of it in mm-hmm. yourself. Because all the archetypes live in all of us. Even if you don't have any Taurus in your chart, you'll be, you know, invited to dance with this archetype during Mm -hmm. this time. Um, So that's why that example of, you know, your conversation with that lady, um, it doesn't matter what sign she was or even what sign you were. It's like, 
it's it's the Taurus archetype coming yeah. up right now in the collective. Yeah. And it's interesting too yeah. because you just said like when you said we sort of need to I mean the point is to not just settle for what is. I mean there's a part of us that have to do that every day but 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 with the north node in Taurus it's sort of like we're moving towards this Taurus stuff, right? Which is mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, with moving toward the high side of Taurus with the transiting North Node in Taurus, you know, it's it's about embracing the the high vibration of that sign, even as we're looking at the shadow mm-hmm. of it, you know. And so, as we talked about in that episode, the high side of Taurus is the ability to um, find stability and peace and groundedness, even amidst the chaos. Yeah. chaos and the upheaval change and that certainly is mm-hmm. happening um right it's like how can we in every day find peace and groundedness for ourselves in our lives and stay connected to our body i know we talked a lot about that in the in that yeah. episode so it's both and like and that's the thing to remember with any of this stuff. And, you know, we even talked about it quite a bit in pop astrology poison episode that a lot of what gets put out there on the internet about these signs is just the shadow mm-hmm. stuff, right? It's like the cartoon shadow yeah. version. It's good to talk about the shadow like we're doing and say, yeah, this is part of it, but it is the shadow. It's the toxic part. It's not the, it's not how it's supposed mm-hmm. to be. And it doesn't mean that if you have any of these traits or you fall into any of it, that there's you're doing something wrong or that you're bad because you're human and you have a shadow. Like <laughs> that's that's what I've come to is like, oh yeah, it's just about seeing it. You know, that's the important part. I know all those things that you said at the beginning, you know, like, okay, nailed it, nailed it, nailed it. Those are all Taurus things that live in me that I can do, that I've seen myself do. And the important part is I'm aware of it. (laughs) Is if I was unaware and my ego was like, oh, I never do that. Like that's when there's a problem. And that's the importance (laughs) of doing this. I I think that this topic that we're doing for this season, you know, just discussing the shadow so that maybe it will help people take a look at their own and say, oh, there it is. Oh God. You know, like I think. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Being willing to, to see it in yourself and to know and to have compassion for yourself. Like, okay, that's just Mm -hmm. human, but that doesn't mean that's where I have to stay. And then the next time I do that, I'll recognize it. So that I don't get stuck longer in stupid relationships, uh-huh. for example, you know. <laughs> well, I'm glad we talked about this. I'm glad I'll I'll be excited to see what happens during Taurus time. And yeah, the eclipse season is yes, coming. It is. Uh, so the first half of May, watch for it. Well, thanks for listening, everyone, and thank you for um, all your encouragement and the online response we've been getting about our first anniversary show, which was last episode. That was really nice. It was really nice. Um, 
Yeah. And we look forward to talking to you next time. Yeah. And we'll be on a season break. So this will come out uh, April 22nd. And then we will not be back at you until May 27th. And right. So we'll look forward to that for sure. So catch up on all our other podcasts. While you're on this little break. This is a good time to do that. Yeah. Take this month of your time to go back (laughs) and listen to every podcast episode that you haven't listened to. (laughs) All right. Talk to you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You can find out more about my readings at dinadecastro.com slash readings. I also offer an astrology mentorship program where I mentor emerging astrologers and anyone who wishes to advance their astrological skills and wisdom. You can find out more about the program and apply at dinadecastro.com slash mentorship. To get more weekly insights, follow me at Spark the Sun on Instagram or check out my website at katiesloanastrologer.com. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Google, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple. And thanks again for listening.